Hey guys, it's Chris. <laughs> hey you guys, happy MLK weekend. And yes, as you all hear, my special guest today is Chris Love. Hi Chris, how are you? I'm good, how about you? I'm doing great and we're going to make this kind of quick. So this episode is going to be about the Emmett Till documentaries. Basically it's called Fighting for Justice. That's what I'm discussing today. And if you have any questions or comments or suggestions, feel free to leave me a voice message and we'll get started. So, Chris and I did watch the Emmett Till documentary. It's on Hulu and the series comes on, I want to say on Thursdays on ABC Channel 7 in Chicago. The series started last week, I think January the 6th, and it comes on back to back. So if you guys would like to watch the series, you can also watch it on Hulu as well. You can catch up. Now, I will say that it took me a long time to record this episode because I was very, very emotional and my son is laughing. Why are you laughing, Chris? She cried every five seconds. It's I, hilarious. She said, he says, I cried every five seconds. Well, it's true. So, we're going to give a little background information about Emmett Till and kind of discuss the series and get some, get some, basically have Chris share his thoughts about what he thinks about the, this whole ordeal. So, it's sad to say that 90 years later, we're supposed to be rejoicing because slavery is abolished, right? Well, no, it's, that's not the case. Here we are, 1955, and we're still in slavery. It's hard for a black person to get a job. It's hard to go to school. It's hard to even walk down the street because... If you decide to walk down the street, your life can be in danger. Someone, a white person can can just slap you and just keep walking or can just snatch you and you're just, and you're just vanished in thin air pretty much. So that's a sad situation. And the sad thing is here we are in 2022 and we're facing the same situations. The difference is from... 1955 to 2022 is the fact that social media has expanded over time. So a lot more can be captured. So for example, with the whole ordeal with George, that whole ordeal was captured on video. And we were able to see how that whole thing played out, which is still really sad. The, you know, the whole ordeal with Trayvon Martin, Kiana Taylor, and I'm sorry, Brianna Taylor, forgive me, Brianna Taylor, several people whose lives have been taken for no reason. So we're going to start with Emmett Till. So Emmett Till was a young 14-year-old boy from Chicago. His parents were married, but his father died in a war basically he went to war and 
he was out with his friends one evening. You know how it is, right, Chris? Right. Yeah, making having fun. Right, you having Goofing fun. Off. And a white woman said that she was raped. Now she never did say that Emmett Till's father did anything to her, but they had him in the lineup anyway. So Emmett Till's father went to court and they asked the woman, did he rape her? And she said no, but they killed him anyway. And the sad thing is that has happened so many times. And that's why I try to tell my son, Chris, please be careful. I don't want to overwhelm you. I don't want to make you feel like you got to live uptight. I just want to educate you so you know what to do and what not to do in certain situations. I mean, you have uh, innocent black men going to jail because he put his arm around a white woman. It's happening today. I'm just being honest with you. And it's a sad thing. Anything you want to say, Chris? About that, well, it's pretty common around now these days. Mm-hmm. It's not my first experience that happened with it because I did have an experience with a white woman accusing me of stealing her money back in it, Jane Adams Middle School. That's right, you did have an experience with a Caucasian teacher accusing you of stealing your money, and turns out that you didn't even steal the money so how did it make you how did it make you feel kind of at a place like you really thought I stole money from you at least she suffered the consequences for it this time and hope that that doesn't really happen again to be honest in the future yeah we do pray that we do pray that you're able to navigate through life not facing those challenges you know, because it's just not fair. And we deal with so many innocent black people. I will say women too, but black men and young black boys just not even to, not, not that, not even be able to work because they're accused of a certain incident and now they have this on their record. So it's just a sad situation and it we can go further. So in nineteen fifty five, Emmett Till, he asked his mother, can he go with his family to Mississippi? And his mother was hesitant, right, Chris? Right. It was she was kinda of worried about letting her letting him go because she knew how it was out there. So I yeah, but she knew how it was. Now, I'm not sure if this is true. I don't remember Mamie Till ever making this statement. But in the actual series, the character said that when she heard about certain situations happening in the South, she would say that's their business and kind of keep on going with her life. Now, I don't know if that's true or not. But I can say this when it comes to me. I don't wait until something is happening in my front door. If I see something that's not right, I have no problem with doing what I can to speak on it, to pray about it, to kind of do what I can to bring justice to it the best way I can. So I am not a person that closes her eyes. I wish you would, Chris. And um, basically feel say feel like, okay, I'm just going to just... It's not happening to me, so I'm going to leave it alone. 
Because the sad thing is, although some folks do feel bad because it's happened, they do kind of feel like, well, it's it's not happening in my family, so I'm going to kind of leave it alone. And so, yeah, I don't know if that's true or not, but in the series, the actor did say that. The actress did say that. And so, Mammy Till, she did give Emmett Till the whole rundown. Right, Chris? Right. What was the rundown? When Before I, he went to Mississippi. Don't look a white person in their eyes. Look down. Speak, speak up. Don't look a white person in their eyes. Look down. Make sure they... Pretty much make sure they are superior. Make them think that they are superior to you. Yes. And so, he thought that his mom was doing a little bit too much. Because, again, here we are in Chicago. And Chris was saying that when he was watching the series, you saw different people, black and white people, walking the streets together, talking to each other, going to school together. Although, there were some problems here in Chicago as well. Believe me, it was, you know, but it wasn't... As bad. As bad as it was. But what, what, where are we at now? How many? Nine minutes. It wasn't as bad. So that's why things were a little different here in Chicago. And so she, he's like, Mom, okay, I'm going to be all right. I got it. I'm going to be okay. I got it. And so they get to the train station. And what happened, Chris? This, is she, she going to tease me and say that was, that he was tried, how I act? He tried running around the... The train, seeing what's going on. Mm-hmm. He sat down by two white people, but in the woman was looking in disgust. So he sat down by, by two white people, but I said before that. Oh, before he, that, he was, I'm sorry. She, yeah, yeah. The mom was crying and saying, "Don't, don't go, please." I she want, was saying, "You, you didn't kiss me goodbye, you know, stuff oh, like baby. that." Oh, what? One, yeah, no. So yeah, he's like his mom was like, You didn't you didn't give me a hug goodbye, you didn't kiss me goodbye. And you know, she was kind of <laughs> she's an average mom. Like I I don't again this is this before social media. Don't so his name out you have like to kind of Well I wanna say before it has expanded because it's always been around. But she waiting to hear from her son because it takes days to get to Mississippi. And so she waited for a phone call. You know. He sent out mails, but she didn't look at them either. So she sat there in her room, worried, couldn't leave her didn't <laughs> eat. Her mom came and checked up on her. She had a boyfriend, a boy she didn't talk to her boyfriend at all. She was just really everywhere. She was a mess. Well, of course. Again, this is social media was around, like I said, but it was not as advanced as it is today, okay? She he sent out mails. If you just got up and looked at the mail. He, he would have known he was okay. So, exactly. after this happened, Emmett, he arrives in Mississippi. And what were they doing, Chris? Picking cotton. And you ask again, if there was no slavery, then why they picking cotton? Yeah, they didn't really have a choice. It's like, if you don't pick the cotton, you were going to be abused pretty much because you didn't pick the cotton, you know? You got pay a little bit of chunk change for picking the cotton. And again, imagine being out there in Mississippi. It's really, really hot. Like really, really hot. And you're there from sun up to sundown. And you know, that's how you kind of made your living. And so they decided to go to the store where Carol Bryan her husband 
Roy Bryan were the owners, and I would say they tolerated black people. So you were able to come in, get what you want, but you would not, you could not touch her hand pretty much. You couldn't look at her. You had to kind of just go in there and buy what you want and get out, keep your head down. And so Emmett Till, he's from Chicago. And you know how young kids are. They're kind of goofy, silly. You know, you ain't going to, in Chicago, you ain't going to try to talk to her. You know, you, you too, you too scared to talk to her in Chicago. Kind of like that. And so when he went inside the store, he didn't, he didn't even say anything to her. Right, Chris? Right. Uh, looked at her. He's a, he was, again, he was a prankster. He was a, a, a kid that likes to make people laugh. So he didn't really see anything wrong with what he did. Because all he did was go in there and, like, looked at her, right? And right. she kind of frowned. But she wasn't, she just gave him a hard glare. Yeah. Like, you, why are you in here, pretty much? Right. And so, after this happens, Emmett leaves out the store and he says goodbye. Now, again, we're dealing with the South, okay? Meaning that you can't just say goodbye. You gotta say, ma'am, excuse me, ma'am, excuse me, miss. Yes, ma'am, yes, sir. If you don't, you're going to have a problem. They will, they will take you all back and they'll whoop you for just that. Surprise, Chris? Yes. Yeah, it, it, it gets to that point. And so, after this happens, I want to say one thing. Like I said before, Emmett Till had a stuttering problem. And sometimes, to kind of calm himself down, he will whistle to kind of retrieve his thoughts, to kind of relax himself. So Emmett Till, he kind of said, he said goodbye to Carol Bryan and he whistled. And and doing so, everybody like made a V line. Like they ran at five. Like, oh my God, what have you done? You know, what did you do? Like why'd you do that? And so She got the gun. Yeah, she got a gun. And what happened, Chris? They all started to book even faster, so they all got in their cars. Yeah, they all ran faster. A car was following them, and they got out the car, and they kind of hid until the car passed on. And so the woman, the girl that was with them, she was saying, all those people, they will not let this go. And so Emmett Till, he's actually still kind of worried about it. And then after a couple of days, they kind of forgot about it. They all, they all kind of went out, had a good time, went to the plantation party. And they were having some fun. I think his other cousin came from Chicago to kind of hang out too. So they were all just kind of having fun. And on the way back from the party, Emmett Till was a very caring boy. So they hit a dog, and so in the series they didn't show this part, but he was actually crying when they hit the dog. Pretty much, like, can we make sure he's okay? You know, we worried, and they were saying, "Oh, come on, Emmy, come on now, you know, man, it'll be all right." Kind of like that. So he was a very, again, a person with with compassion, and so he's they're back home now. Everybody's kind of relaxed, you know, sleep, 
and Roy Ryan and his JW decided to come into the house, basically. I can't even say they not, because it seemed like they kind of, they were going to break in either way it went. You know, they, they asked for the preacher, and they come in, and the preacher is begging them, please do not, you know, take him. He don't have any sins. He had some problems growing up. And they asked, how old are you? And it seemed like, he said, I'm 64. If you want to do the 65, you're not going to remember who you saw tonight, pretty much, you know. So they get in it out the bed. And they make him leave with no clothes on, right, Chris? They he, he told him to put on clothes but no shoes. Oh, he had no, he had no shoes on? Yes. Because oh, he, he said, I don't know why he, I don't know about the ring because he said don't bring the ring. I guess he is about it anyway, which is a good thing they did because that's how they, that's how they were able to actually... Identify it was him because how, how messed up his face was. Yeah, that's how messed up his face was. So... That was the last time they actually seen Emmett alive. And my Chris, you went to see the pictures online, right? Right. There were. I couldn't see a good picture of his body because they're all pretty far back. But I saw a couple of drawings and one good picture of his face. I saw like his like I saw mostly his this eye hanging out. Yeah. His face. Yeah. And his face is like burnt, like yeah, really they, burnt. They basically and took smushed. him and to, and then the sad thing is they did have two black people in that truck with them because again, this is back in the days of the Jim Crow law. So it was do or die. You do what I say, or you die, pretty much. So if you didn't do what they said, you gonna pay. And. Um, Emmett Till, the family, like I said, offered money. Like, okay, look, we'll, we'll give you some money. We'll, we'll pay. Like, you know, we'll, we'll pay for what you want us to do. But JW, well, you know, Roy, Roy Bryant's, was it brother-in-law? I don't know. I'm just so disappointed. That's all I got to say. He, he was not with that. Um, it seems, I don't know, for a second, it seems like Roy Bryan and Carol Bryan weren't really trying to comply with this whole ordeal. Because in the series, it was saying that she didn't even mention this whole thing to her husband. But the town was talking about it. And so they kind of felt like, you know what? Something got to be done, pretty much. And so they, they took poor Emmett Till, a 14-year-old, into this barn. And they say that he was a person who was um acting strong and he was acting brave. How he gonna be all brave with no gun? It's just him, pretty much. But he wasn't. He was just trying to he wanted to save he was trying to save his life. He felt like if he complied to it, it'd be no problem pretty much. So they they took him like you said, Chris, they they burnt his face, they shot him in his ear. So when his mom got the body back home, you saw the hole in his ear to the other side of his no, like his ear. The whole part of his ear was gone yeah. pretty much. So you saw you saw that. You saw them take out all his teeth 
pretty much. You you know, you saw it's a really a, a gruesome situation and they were trying to cover it up pretty much by trying to bury Emmett Till right there in the uncle's front yard. But his mother, Mammy Till, fought to get him back to Chicago where he could actually be buried, you know, in his hometown and be around his loved ones. People where he can actually look in the eye and be proud to be who he was. And so that was a fight. And the reason why I said we're still fighting for justice because when it was all said and done, the case is now closed. Nobody was charged for Emmett's murder. And it really breaks my heart because there's so much evidence out there. Carol Bryant even wrote a book about the situation. She waited until everybody was dead and she wrote her book about it, making a profit off of that whole ordeal. And I really hope that no one I know about that book because we're not trying to make this woman any money. Right, Chris? Right. So, anything you want to say? Uh, <clears throat> my opinion, it was a good, it was a good show. Something you can learn off of. Just trying to be care. It was just a kid trying to be careful, and have fun with his life. Just be a prankster, as he said, mom. Yeah. But he wasn't. Real, I I wouldn't say he wasn't really taught well to handle situations like that. He has never really had experience. He wasn't that experienced, and like you said, when you are a young kid, and you you might try to break a rule here and there, and hope that I can get away with it, and then I won't get caught. But it's just really sad that there's no justice for a lot of people like us out here. It really is. It is sad. Even if they put someone behind bars, they're behind bars for maybe five or six years, you know. And you can take a, a black person's life, shoot them down with, with so many bullets, so many bullets, and you're still here. You get you go to jail for like six years. Or you don't do any time at all for taking an innocent 17-year-old boy's life. Or you have innocent women out here who be in their cars and a white person comes to the car and just put a gun to her head. And no one pretends to not know a thing. And it's a very sad situation. And I understand that God said, vengeance is mine. And I'm just asking God to... To basically make sure that we we have justice, it there should be more justice. We have, especially dealing with people who do the right thing, who basically, you know, pray about what's happening and obey the law and never took matters in their own hands. It's where's the justice? And it's just sad that there is no justice for. Emmett Till and so many other innocent, you know, black people who have lost their lives. And I'm just here to speak on that. So we got to do what we can to keep fighting for justice the best way we know how. And this is how I'm doing it on this platform right here with my son.
end it? So anything else you want to say, Chris, before I end it? Uh, nothing really. It's Emmett Till. Um, he was he was, he had a bright future. My opinion. Uh, was what I'm guessing. Yeah, he had a bright future. Yeah, sadly, he, you know, it's just sad. It it took his mother to basically bring to light what was really happening because this was happening a lot out there in Mississippi. And for Mamie Till to basically keep the casket open for the world to see was a, a brave move. She had to let the world know what was happening. Talk to reporters to go back and forth to Mississippi and receive threats on top of grieving for your for your son. So yeah, it, it was a lot. It really is. But I'm praying that you guys have a good weekend. And I will be doing a part two to this episode. And if you guys have any comments about this episode, feel free to leave them in my on my voicemail. And to those who believe in God, may God bless you. And again, have a happy Martin Luther King weekend. Have a good, have a good weekend, guys.